Welcome to Between Lewis and Lovecraft. I'm Hannah. And I'm Tyler. We're here to learn more about the lives of authors that have inspired us. A journey into the stories they not only created, but also lived. So join us as we dive deep into the worlds that live just out of reach. Welcome to Between Lewis and ASMR. I could hear Cam in the background saying straight up no. Welcome to Between Lewis and Lovecraft, where we make craft coffee on the chillest of chill days when it's cold and rainy and stormy outside and you've got nothing better to do. So you hang out with your old pals, Hannah and Tyler. Is that eggnog? Like, why is it white? (laughs) It's actually coffee from the human being. Um, it's a, it's an Irish cream brevet. It was, I think it just, my light made it whiter than it actually is. Okay. I was like, it's a little past eggnog season, Tyler. <laughs> uh, that's not true. First of all, it's not, not true. true. No, I have eggnog in my fridge right outside here. I can go get some oh when I'm done gosh. with this. It is almost eggnog time. So. <laughs> mm, oh, coffee. more ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> I should have brought something loud to eat in here. Uh, Hannah, it's a new year. It's a new us. Uh, do you do you do the new year, new me thing? I mean, I, I don't... I would never say new year, new me. Like, I'm not a whole rebranding, this is my time. I'm going to change everything about my personality uh, type person. But I do some resolutions. Like, I always do a a reading resolution. And Uh, I usually do something about, you know, trying to eat better and get off the couch sometimes. Yeah. 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 But that's about the extent of it. What about you? I make resolutions every week in my life. The New Year's is not... It's not like a new thing for me. I don't like save up my resolutions. Every Sunday I'm like, oh my God, I need to change my life and do something better. (laughs) So it's that profound. I was like every week, isn't that just a to-do list, but you actually, you know, try to improve yourself on a a grand scale every week. Yeah. It's either, okay, every time I play video games, I'm going to ride my stationary bike, which I made it three days into that. Uh, this week I'm going to try and eat better. You know, I'm not going to eat fast food. This week I'm going to write an entire book. This week I'm going to publish an entire book. This week I'm going to start three new podcasts. You know, easy stuff. Those got really (laughs) insane at the end. I hope you know. Uh, Yeah, but the thing is, it's kind of true. Not three, but two at this point. Two new podcasts (laughs) this year. So uh, lots to talk about. Huh? Absolutely. Well, where shall we begin? Well, let's let's pick up where we left off two and a half months ago. Uh, our last episode was the Halloween episode, and then we we just took a break. Um, we were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> Are you an honor breaker? Do you support Ross or do you support Rachel? I support Rachel. Oh, really? You're never really on a break. Well, you can't come back from a break if you do that. So, yeah, I guess. While Ross is technically correct, you cannot come back from that. 
Um, yeah, uh, Cameron agrees with you. I think he's giving me the thumbs up back there. I'm, I'm a Rosser. I'm a you're Ross- a Rosser. I'm a Rosser on that one. You guys were. If you called it, if you say, "Hey, we're no longer in a relationship. We need to take a break from this relationship." From that moment on, I am allowed to do whatever I want to do, <laughs> and you don't get to have a say because we're not in a relationship anymore. That being said. I've been in a relationship for 15 years, so <laughs> I don't let it get to that point. Um, so I I take that seriously. <laughs> you just don't take breaks. I don't take breaks. Yeah. There's You're no reason for, if, you all don't, the time. if you need a break from a person. I'm not talking like, hey, I kind of need to be in another room right now because you're pissing me off. If you have to take a break from a relationship because you don't like that person that much... You're broken up. You shouldn't be in a relationship with that person. And it's fine if you have expectations to get back together, but you need to make that clear. Hey, we're going to get back together. But for right now, I don't want to be in a relationship with you or to have all the strings (laughs) that come along with it. I think that's very um, mature of you. (laughs) And I think if anybody phrases it that way, the person on the listening end should just be like, Let's just not come back to this relationship then. I agree with that. Because that sounded really hurtful. I agree. <laughs> Which is why you're allowed to go and be with anyone you want. Because you're all, you're breaking up. Okay, so Tyler's a Ross, I'm a Rachel. Cameron's a Rachel. And this podcast is Between Lewis and Lovecraft. <laughs> Between Rachel and Ross. <laughs> Between Rachel and Ross. Um, we were on a break. Because, uh, uh, yeah, the, the Halloween episode... It takes so much work. It takes so much out of me because it's not just editing, which already takes a lot of work. It's the the logistics of it. It's getting people to write. It's getting people to record. It's getting everything together. It's getting us in the same studio, preparing video, editing video, doing the covers that I do, everything. The production is huge at this point. Um, and... I just, you know, the idea of coming back two weeks later to talk about some pedophile. Like, I, I'm good. I, I need to take a break after that. <laughs> Out of context, that sounds really bad. Um, but I'm not going to let you take all of the blame for it because I also dropped off the face of the earth immediately after the Halloween episode. So I was not doing my part, which was to read about said pedophile. I <laughs> am not actually going to brand a pedophile at this point. Oh, just because, just, you know, just I have so not gotten any of that from my titillated. biography. Yes, I'm going to be more conservative with my uh, word choice. Um, but yeah, so I, yes. I was not as reading. As conservative as you want. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tyler's going to blow this all to pieces in the next episode yeah. when we do our bio episode. And everyone's going to be like, who the hell are they going to talk about next? Like, <laughs> Come back next week and you'll find out. But yeah, so it was not all on you. It was also, you know, work and the holidays. And then I think both of us were sick pretty much all last month. Yep. So, Yep. Uh, <laughs> Hannah had to come to my house because I was too sick to leave so that we could do the... I, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be the, the middle portion of our episode here. Um, so that's... You guys are going to go on a field trip to my house. Um, 
a listening field trip. It's going to sound pretty much the same. I was going to say, I think it's similar audio quality, just maybe a little more echoey. Yeah, I don't I don't have sound treatment in my kitchen. What did we name it? What was it? It's not a foyer or anything, right? Oh, I called it the foyer, but yeah. I didn't realize I came through the like the back door. The back door. I didn't want it to sound like that, but you laughed, so it did. Um, yeah, which, well, and and I think going forward, I think that we can officially say our season finales are going to be our Halloween episodes. Um, and then we're going to take November and December off because doing a podcast in those months is stupid. Just doing anything in those months is stupid. Yeah. You've already got family you have to deal with, and there's Black Friday, and, you know, and, and there's also the, the turkey Thanksgiving, day. the actual holiday. I was trying to think of something <laughs> offensive to call it, but I couldn't come up with anything in time. So, um, yeah, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that jazz. And then you have to work on top of it, and it sounds like you had to work a lot. Yeah, I spent 11 days in Georgia in oh, November, goodness. which was, I mean, I, I like Georgia. I just don't like being anywhere, really, for 11 days straight. Is is Georgia in November, December, is it nice down there? Um. Yeah, I got a sunburn one day. It was awesome. What? Jeez Louise. <laughs> yeah. I, I passed through Georgia one time on my way to Peru. And as in the country, as in the country of Peru, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm a world there, traveler, Hannah. Wow, you know that's those. amazing. I've been to uh, Peru, the Atlanta airport, and Georgia. <laughs> uh, no, I passed through, and it was awful. I wanted to die because it was so humid and gross. Oh, what time of year was it? August. Yeah, that's not a great time. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty humid even, and I got there at the very end of October through uh, early November. It was pretty humid, uh, but at least it wasn't 100 degrees. I don't understand how they filmed The Walking Dead in Georgia. Like, they're, like, covered in clothes and all kinds of stuff. Oh, and, like, makeup stuff. and stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, I would die. I would literally die if I had to be on that show. That's a great question. Which is why I turned down the role of Rick Grimes, so. Of course. I was I, I knew choice. you were their first, first yeah. choice. Yeah. Girl! <laughs> Girl! See? I nailed it. You did. I, I see what they saw in mm -hmm. you, and I'm sorry you just couldn't deal with the Shane, Georgia heat. You're my best friend, Shane. I'm going to have to kill you, and I love you. You're my best friend. I'm Rick Grabs. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so good. Um, so, yeah. So, from now on, uh, Halloween episodes are going to be season finale. Hannah's going to go to Georgia. I'm going to... Hopefully not. <laughs> I'm going to try and pump out some writing like I did um, and go into the new year. I'm I'm really excited. I just uploaded everything to Ingram Spark for, uh, for the new... Penny Lich bundle. Is that um, like some sort of printing service? Yes, it's a publishing service. It's I've never heard of it. Uh, it's it's who I use. It's who a, a lot of people use because they're they're really good at like you upload your stuff and then they 
take care of almost everything for you. They review, they're reviewing everything right now, and then probably in a couple days, they'll tell me whether everything's ready to go or if something's wrong. And then after that, I'll order a copy, get it in the mail, see if it's good, and then say, all right, we're ready to publish. And I'm hoping, this is big news, but that the new story will be available to purchase on the 31st of January. That's so exciting. Yeah. So you had a very productive holiday season. Yeah. Yep, I did. I resent you a little bit for that, <laughs> but I'm happy for you. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been working on on this bundle since July, so um, I'm really excited about it, though. Uh, it's got some of the best naming conventions that I have for the titles. <laughs> that is actually... A great tease, I think, because you are great at naming things. <laughs> oh, um, am I? I didn't know that so was a thing about the, me. <laughs> that is a, you're, you know you're good at coming up with names for episodes, for basically anything. Mostly episodes is how I see the proof of that. Mm. But yeah, so I'm excited for this um, A-plus naming convention. Yeah. Uh, and then I started um, another podcast called A Bit Much with T.W. Clausen. Um, and it's basically, I, I, so it's it's a podcast because I, I hate writing newsletters. I hate it so much. And um, so it, like basically it's it's a podcast. It, it's just going on YouTube and you can you can watch and, and listen to me ramble about all the stuff that I'm going through. Like I just got done recording episode three. Uh, talking about the process that I had to go through to get it on, uh, get Penny Litch on to Ingram Spark and what that's going to be like. And then I ramble on about my son for like 10 minutes. Um, so like it's it's more, I kind of wanted to be more fluid and um, conscious. What's the, what's the term? Um, flow of consciousness. Flow of, oh, yeah. Um, because I just wanted to to be what I'm going through at that time. Uh, that way, I don't have to stress too much about like, oh, this week I have to write about this and talk about this. It's like, okay, this week I did this, you know. And um, I think you know me well enough to know I don't actually need a topic to be able to talk for 30 minutes. That is one of the three main truths about Tyler Clausen. <laughs> the, the three main truths. <laughs> mm -hmm. Tune in next it. week for uh, truth number three. Well, I <laughs> or do. <two. laughs> I have told you about my plan to do a, a memoir, right? Or the Tyler Clausen by Tyler Clausen. Yeah, like the James Patterson yeah. cover one. Yeah. So I'm eventually I'm gonna require friends of mine to write pieces to submit for that. So maybe that can be yours, is the three truths of Tyler Clausen. Well, while I am flattered to be invited to contribute, I can't think of a single other memoir where the author has required his yep. friends to write. That's what's great about this memoir, though, Hannah, is that it's <laughs> unlike any other memoir ever. It's going to be so and much better than what James Patterson can do. It's so on brand for you to require somebody else to help you write your memoir. 
I love it so much. The more we talk about it, I'm so excited to make it happen. <laughs> it's going to be great. And I can't wait for the cover image. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking maybe I'll reach out to some artists and maybe get some uh, some fan art of me <laughs> commissioned and then put oh in there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, that will be, be awesome. fantastic. That should be your 2023 uh, goal or resolution. Is to get that made? Uh, yes, is to do your memoir. You know what? I think uh, I think you have a good idea there. But also, then you're going to turn into Isaac Asimov and have to write like three different <laughs> memoirs because you're writing your first one when you're 30. But this one is the official unofficial biography so like whatever's written in it is like completely out the door as soon as the official one comes out okay yeah they'll talk about the unofficial one in the official one yeah okay i'm on board again (laughs) i i started to fall overboard you know like um on the Scientology ships, how they throw you overboard, but then they caught me at the last minute and they pulled me back on board. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, like on those Scientology ships. Yeah, unfortunately, L. Ron Hubbard was not one of the authors we discussed this year. Um, otherwise, he might have made my, my list for yeah, favorite that was, episodes. That was last year, huh? That was last year. Jeez, well, the year before so... last year. Yeah, that was a year and a half ago. Yep. That's nuts. I didn't have a son then. Whoa. Yeah. We were talking about L. Ron Hubbard before you were a father. Yeah. Well, now we have to go redo all of our episodes now that Post- you... Post-fatherhood? Post-fatherhood. That's You'll have a totally different perspective. Most podcasts re-release episodes and they say, like, from the archive or, you know, <laughs> like, what found footage episodes we'll call ours post-fatherhood episodes. <laughs> <laughs> You've learned so much. Now yeah. we have to revisit them all. So what are some of your goals in 2023? What do we, what do we got for some resolutions? Oh, my. Well... So I did change my reading goal um, this year because I realized that setting a goal to read 50 books every year is actually um, kind of reinforcing some bad reading habits (laughs) in that I almost never want to read extremely long books. So I did read one or two this year, like um, The Wheel of Time was probably the longest book I read uh-huh. uh, because I had to for the show. But every other long book, I'm like, ooh, that's going to take me too long to read and it'll set me back on my numbers. Like, I need that sweet 400-page book <laughs> so I can just get it done in a couple days. Yeah. Um, so now I've changed my reading goal to 15,000 pages or ooh, more. Okay. Because um, I don't, you don't use Goodreads, do you? No. Uh, I started using that for the last two years, and it actually has a feature that counts the number of pages in books for you. So at the end of the year, it tells you how many pages you read. And I think this year I read like 18,000 pages or something. Mm. Um, So I'm like, okay, if I set it to 15,000, like I should be able to hit that. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. But it might be fewer books. So that's my goal. So I can finish reading Dune and all those other massive sci-fi books. Yeah. And not have to worry about it taking too long. How do you calculate that with audiobooks? Um, 
I don't put in Goodreads whether I listen to it or not, so it just tells you the page count for the book, I suppose. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't even know if it has an audiobook, like, distinction between them. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what else you got? You just, just focusing on reading this year? Um. Well, actually, inspired by friend of the show, Devani, I'm trying to do some form of exercise every single day because... I, on her Instagram, she was posting, like, she had this insane workout streak. I don't yeah. remember how many days it was, but it was crazy. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I'm trying to do that. And I'm she's crazy about it. Like, she's like, she goes after it hard. She does. And she probably works out way harder than I do. I just, like, Makes try to make sure I get in 20 really to 30 minutes of, like, a decent, like, heart rate workout <laughs> in. Um, so I actually started that one before the new year. So I'm on day nine now. There you go. You know, what do they say? It takes, it takes 30 days to form a habit, right? Yep. So hopefully I'll be able to make it. Yeah. I, then, I did try. Um, this wasn't for New Year's or anything. It was just I was just doing it. Every time I'd play Skyrim, I'd jump on my stationary bike and I would just I would just <clears throat> sit there and spin on my stationary while I played Skyrim. And then every time I would make my character sprint. I would like cycle harder <laughs> and then every time I'd run up a mountain I'd click up the resistance a little bit higher uh, it was kind of fun it was kind of that's really kind cool. Of a cool thing and then it limits how long I play video games for like 30 45 minutes because I'm literally winded by the time I'm done playing <laughs> yeah for sure I like that um I don't have any sort of exercise machine so I can't like try to do that but the one thing that I would be worried about with that is does it make it harder to play the video game while you're also working out because I know like at different times I've gone to the gym and tried to read or something and it's a little bit cumbersome on the bike yeah. like flipping pages I was worried about it to be honest <clears throat> it's it's a little bit of an adjustment to make um, I think the problem mostly isn't that I'm on a bike it's that I'm I'm a big guy. I got the belly. And when I play video games, <clears throat> listeners, you can't see this, but I like I hold my my controller like on my belly almost, right? Like this is elbows bent, controller is almost resting on my belly. That's where I'm most comfortable with like my thumb agility and all that jazz. If I'm out too far, then I can't, I don't know, it messes with me. So that's where I'm happy. But when you put that on a bike, all of a sudden my belly starts doing some Santa Claus movements and ho, ho, ho everywhere. And so now I'm like trying to play while warping back and forth. Um, <clears throat> so I've had to readjust how I hold the controller. But, um, you know, it's it's better than just sitting there doing nothing. You know, it, I mean, yeah. just ultimately it's just better. I'm not saying that I'm going to lose weight and be you know as fit as thor or anything but if i'm gonna play video games i might as well just be doing a little something here and there i think that's a good way to approach it and probably a little more manageable yeah because i know in the past like i've set really overly ambitious health goals or other resolutions too and it's just like okay well i give up after two days because yeah. this is impossible you can't sustain stop it eating till sunday Exactly. Right. <laughs> but if you just like try to be a little more active wherever you can, that yeah. seems way less intimidating. Absolutely. So is that one of your week resolutions or <laughs> uh, weekly, I mean, it's, monthly? It's always on my mind. Losing weight is, I mean, a daily wanting to do that. 
Um, there's there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I mean, I tried some medication for a little bit that was trying to deal with like impulse control, um, and it kind of helped a little bit. Uh, but <clears throat> I started to see things kind of crack again. So I think I'm going to have to go and try some other stuff to help. Basically, I, I don't know what my problem is ultimately because I work a lot. And when I'm at work, I, I'm i pretty active. I don't sit around and do nothing the whole time. I'm like pulling wire and drilling holes and, and moving stuff. And I'm up and down on ladders. Um, <clears throat> and I've cut a lot of fast food out of my diet. Um, so for for me to still be as heavy as I am, something doesn't make sense. And it, it gets a little worrying sometimes when you're like, eh, maybe I have a exploded liver or something that's like, I don't know. I'm just. Okay, maybe. stay off of WebMD. <laughs> <laughs> and I also maybe. Sniffles. You have cancer. <laughs> yeah, you should, if you haven't already, maybe go see a regular doctor because I think they have tests sometimes for if like. Yeah. You should no, I, be losing weight, but you're just not. I, I, I went to a doctor back in October um, and got on medication and tried it. And and it was doing okay. And I'll probably go back onto it until I try something else. But um, he ran a bunch of tests, and there's nothing out of the ordinary as far as um, the inside of me. I don't know how to say <laughs> that better. but uh, It's like hormones and then other things can yeah. impact it that I'm not the, sure what they the are. The other but. big thing is sleep. And I'm going to be working on getting um, better sleep for um, being able to have more energy and, and possibly working that in that direction. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes in the new year. There is definitely the resolution to lose weight, but that's literally, I mean, all the time. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. That's super frustrating. And I hope uh, you get some answers on that. Sleep is one of mine, too. Um, more specifically, like trying not to look at screens for at least an hour before going to bed. Yeah. I have so far not been able to accomplish that one yet, um, but I will try again tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> or that's tonight. All, that's the, the least you can do is just try again. I, I downloaded um, some new apps that kind of minimalize the home screen on my phone so it's not icons anymore it's literally just a couple of words that are the links so it keeps you from like icons and colorful things are what keep you attracted to your phone so yeah i'm, I'm kind of trying to do the same thing i love that they make apps to try to make you not use apps so much i agree i thought that was very funny <laughs> I kind of chuckled the to myself. The irony was, was not lost it. on you. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I think at this point we can cut to our our Christmas, our, our opening gifts session back at my place. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about before that. Nope. Let's voyage over to uh, Casa de Tyler. All right. We're going to take our little field trip over and then we'll be back in just a couple minutes to talk about some books. Huh? All right, here we go. All right, we're recording in my, uh, I don't know what to call this. It's like a kitchen. It's the like, foyer. Okay, well, the foyer is by the front door. This is between oh, our living room and I our came in the kitchen. 
Yeah, that's the back door. <laughs> Am I like one of those friends you're ashamed to have the neighbors see, so I had to sneak in? No, we just never use that front door, <laughs> like ever, if we can help it. Uh, I'm sick, so I couldn't make it to the studio. It's the day after Christmas. Hannah drove all the way here from Washington just to come give me a gift. <laughs> yes, I drove six hours this yeah. morning just to give Tyler his present. Um, and now I'm, I shoved a microphone in her face and said, let's record while we open these. Yeah, because I was going to wait and we were going to do this and remotely. And Tyler was like, I cannot wait another second oh, to see this amazing gift you Rebecca got me. Rebecca and I don't wait for gifts ever. So... Oh, yeah. Uh, first, there's the cookies. Those are made by my mother-in-law. They're like tea cookies or whatever. Okay, what does your mother-in-law call them? This was a subject of much debate at my family Christmas. Oh, you've had these before. Yeah, tea cookies. I had never seen them before. Okay, so I've like, heard them called delicious. Russian tea cakes, okay. Mexican tea cakes, okay. or just snowball cookies. It sounds like it's just anything ethnic you want to throw <laughs> yeah, in front like, of it. Those tea. are two very different countries, <laughs> so we need to figure out who invented these. They're Maybe the, um, it was a half Russian, half Mexican <laughs> guy that's like, I'm going to make these. And everyone's like... Wait, but where do they come from? He's like, ah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, these are great cookies. I'm very excited. Yeah. Do I open mine first? Yeah, because okay. yours is probably going to be way better than mine. So I don't know about that. Um, and Hannah has to like handle the gift and the microphone. So you guys have to deal with microphone sounds while she's opening it. I think I might have wrapped one of yours, so I'll get my payback in a second. But yeah. Tyler's gift is mostly in a bag. Oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Yeah, you like that? Um, this is amazing. You know, ultimately, I think it's just... So, what she's holding... It, why don't you describe it? It's, it's your like... Gift. It's a notebook, but the cover is like wood, and then it's got this wood-burned or like carved um, compass on the front with a mountain in it. So, it's very Northwestern yeah. vibes right now. And I, and I feel like, really, it's just the two pieces of wood that are like special i feel like it's literally just a notebook and then the two pieces of wood are on the outside of it well what so, is a notebook except you know but I, a fancy cover and then some pages right obviously but what i'm saying is i feel like you can like once you fill up that notebook you can take those off and put it on a new one. Oh yeah you totally could i feel like you could i'm not sure if that's true or not but i'll let you figure that one out uh, yeah i'll <laughs> report back once i've filled it up because my um my last one, the little Lovecraft one, yeah. getting a little full of notes there. Yeah. My uh, Moby Dick whale notebook has the most random notes <laughs> from like business ideas to book ideas to D&D sessions to little drawings that I've done while I've been waiting for people, all kinds of stuff. It's it's basically a representation of my own brain that's so. great though i i really tried to keep the little lovecraft one on theme so i made a rule that i would only use it for between lewis and lovecraft oh, notes. oh there you go i was like okay, okay. i want to just you know not that you ever actually look back through your old notebooks oh i do all the time. do you yeah all i've the saved all of mine from like college and stuff on my college notes i almost never look at them but i might actually with the author I, notes <laughs> i cringe at some of the poetry i wrote in mine and i'm like oh i used oh, to think i was a God. poet this is awful i found some i used to write song lyrics when i was in like sixth grade yeah. they were so bad yeah they always are that's great okay and then i have a gift part two which is in my email yeah let's see 
Oh my gosh, I get a two-credit audiobook bundle from Libro FM. Libro.fm. Which I'm so excited for. I've been using that a lot more lately. Yeah. Um, I listened to a great audiobook a few weeks ago while I was on the road for work. It was The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. Oh, wow. Highly recommend. Yeah. So I'm very excited to get some more because I had like... I think I had one uh, credit left, yeah. and I've been holding on to it, afraid it's, to use it. It's honestly one of the best gifts I've I've ever been able to deal with. Like, I, you're not the first person that I've given this to because it's like, it's audiobook. It's great. Everyone talks about how they want to read more, but they don't have the time or they don't like reading. It's like, great. Okay, here's two free audiobooks. Yeah. You that. This is not the ad part of the show, guys. But seriously, that <laughs> could be worth like sixty dollars. And I give you two of them. You so. give me two of them. <laughs> I know. And uh, I just read the message. So it's to Hannah, quote, the one who does all the work, Lambert. <laughs> and the message is, you're the best. Hope you can enjoy a couple books that have absolutely nothing to do with our show. And yes, I will. Yeah. I will make sure to only get like weird yeah. fiction. Because I do the audiobooks for our show. And people watch me grimace and go, gross, all the time at work. And I don't think you need to deal with that. <laughs> You mean the biographies and yeah, stuff? Yeah, oh, especially hilarious. with our next author. It's so bad. It's <laughs> awful. Okay, time for my gift. Yes, time for your gift. I'm shaking. I'm so excited. First of all, Shakespearean uh, wooden um, uh, tree ornament going yep. on. That's my third one That's now. Th- you have um, Frank Herbert. Uh-huh. Who did I give you last year? You gave me Quillandia last Quillandia, year. Quillandia, that's yeah. right. It wasn't a person. That's why I forgot. You did amazing on that one because that's not like just someone that you did a picture of. You did, You took someone else's art and you replicate, replicated it. In ornament form. <laughs> and you did a great job. And now I've got Shakespeare. I'm going to end up like with a whole wall of ornaments of like of famous authors. Of authors. I'm My so goal excited is for you them. to at one point have a big enough studio that you have a Christmas tree in your studio and uh-huh. you can just put author ornaments all over that it. That would be awesome. I'm very excited. This is really cool. And you do such a good job. You need to quit your job and do this full time because it's so good. <laughs> if somebody will pay me an obscene amount for author ornaments, I'll quit my job. There you go. Yeah. It's a little, you know, $100 for this one. Yeah. Yeah. That would be perfectly sustainable. <laughs> yeah. You just need to do like 50 a month. That'd be yes. great. Um, and then I got some Quiet Man Blended Irish Whiskey, which is... I've never heard of this before. This is a new one for me. Oh, I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I saw some of the ones that you have at the studio, and I was like, I don't want to get him something he already has. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you haven't heard of that one. Yeah. Uh, for my not-so-quiet co-host, <laughs> thank you very much, it's been a privilege l- getting to learn about authors, laugh about their crazy lives, and grow as a writer with you for another year. Cheers. And this is definitely something to cheer with. And then there's another thing in here. And it is a rocks glass. It okay. says, does it say that? On yes, it? it says that. You don't have that one, right? I don't have this okay, one. Okay, no. good. No, and a- what's great is you brought this to my house and not to the studio because all of my drinking glasses have gone to the studio. And so have I have nothing, nothing here to drink out of except for, check this out. I got a little 
I oh, saved cute. my wife. It's like a candle jar. It's yogurt jars. My oh, wife gets the these wee yo- ones. Yeah. Oh my And God. I was like, this is perfect for drinking whiskey out of. That's so funny. My sister's um, fiance eats the same yogurt, and my mom's in like wedding planning mode, so she's like, save all of those jars. <laughs> We're gonna use them on the table somehow. There you go. There you go. So, uh, so yeah, this is awesome. Sip, read, repeat is what it says, and I'm definitely gonna sip and repeat. <laughs> Do a little reading in there. Do a little reading in between. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm really excited to try this. You seriously have outdone yourself with the art. I'm glad you recognized it was Shakespeare. I showed it to my mom and she's like, is that Arthur Conan Doyle? What? No. I was like, are you kidding me? He's like 100 years. No, like 200 years too early, I think. The only thing that could have beaten Shakespeare on that is if you had done the logo for Dickie's Barbecue. Oh. On a wood pellet, a wood puck. We'll see if we can swing that yeah. on another occasion. It's going to be a hard one because that's that is, very there's intricate. A there's a lot on. going on. <laughs> These are not very big uh, canvases. Do you just have a collection of wood pucks that you have in your house and you're just like, you know what? I'm going to paint yeah, on this Yeah, my dad like was, uh, after the ice storm a few mm-hmm. years ago, my dad was uh, cutting up a branch and I was like, hey, can you just cut those thin for me? And I, I, I know what I'm going to use them for. So I've got like 10 go. more. Nice. Very cool. Well, um, I... I, this has been a successful Christmas for me because I can get drunk after we're done recording. <laughs> um, and you can go listen to an audiobook while you drive Yes, home. this is perfect timing because I've got a nice uh, five and a half hour drive ahead Ugh, of me. Gross. All right. Well, we're. I guess we're going to kick it back to uh, future Hannah and Tyler. Yes. So back I hope to you guys. They're in better health than uh, you are now. Me too. Me too. All righty. Uh, so past Tyler, uh, is, is very happy right now. I can tell you that. And it did not take long until after you left for him to have opened that bottle of whiskey. Woohoo! <laughs> and I've already started using the notebook that you gave me. Um, cause I forgot to mention this was one of the other like reading related resolutions I'm trying to do. I, I can't remember who said it, but somebody suggested taking notes as you're like reading books on some of the key points, especially with nonfiction. So I'm going to try to do that with most of the books I read is like write a little, like a review or like summaries of important ideas. Um, And I felt like that was a good notebook for it. Nice. Very cool. Glad it came in handy. It did. Uh, So speaking of reading, uh, this last year we did a lot of reading, like a lot. Um, How many books did you read for our show? Do you know? Oh, that's a. I can count them, <laughs> but you you've got to like you've got to fill the time so as I to do. I can talk about <laughs> my books that I read. Re- talk about your books while I get an accurate count. <laughs> so I'm going back and looking at my Libro list. Uh, by the way, Libro is one of our sponsors. We're partnered with them. You should definitely go check out Libro.fm. If you want uh, some free credits to some free books, a subscription that gets you um, uh, gets you discounts on audiobooks and one free credit a month, and you can use that credit on any audiobook you want to use, whether it's five dollars or fifty dollars, it's the same cost to you. I use it for every single book I read at this point. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I did. They did not come to us to be our partner. 
we came to them because I use them all the time. So if you're looking to support a small business that also supports other small businesses and get uh, some reading in this year, Libro.fm is the way to go. Um, and I'll probably cut to our commercial in just a second. Uh, and then Did we'll- you know that you can purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore? With Libro.fm, you can pick from more than 250,000 audiobooks, including bestsellers and recommendations from real booksellers. You'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there. You know the name. You know who we're talking about. But you'll be part of a different story, one that supports your local community. If you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to squeeze more reading into your busy life. Listen with free Libro.fm app while you do chores, walk the dog, or relax at home. If you already love audiobooks and don't know what to listen to next, check out recommendations from the people who know the books the best. The Bookseller. Man, I was clapping because that was your best radio voice. Yeah, it was like radio slash movie trailer voice. Yeah, you like it's that? It's delightful. Well done. Uh, there is a little bit more. Between Lewis and Lovecraft, special offer. Get two audiobooks on Libro.fm for the price of one, $14.99, with your first month of membership with code BLL. Offer only valid for new members in Canada and the U.S. That's the best part. Yeah, Not Canada it's and the U.S. Dope. I mean, the, the free stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> so that's, I mean, I can I can literally just take that, cut it, throw it together, maybe put a little bits of the web, bits of the web, you know, music behind there. Um, make it feel like you're buying a truck or something. <laughs> <laughs> the new Ford... Libro.fm <laughs> 2023 Man, if I could buy a car called a Libro, that would be excellent <laughs> It runs on, on books <laughs> Runs on knowledge Yeah Okay, we're back and I'm talking about what I'm talking about <laughs> um, uh, So I started reading a lot of stuff. I only finished a few things uh, just because we have so much to read. Um, The Whole Brain Child was a big one for me because I had a kid. Um, What? (laughs) I know. At the same time, I started reading From Dudes to Dad or From Dude to Dad, and it was so annoying. I could not stand it. That sounds so awful. The way it was described, I was like, oh, this sounds really good. I'm a dude. But no, it's like... (laughs) It's like, bro, you need to chill out. It's we're not all like that. Um, and then I and then I read Whole Brain Child, which was fantastic. Uh, if you're interested in the psychology of children or even just people in general, Whole Brain Child is good. If you're about to be a new parent, or if you're a new parent, if you're about to have a toddler because your little to- your little baby newborn is about to grow up and become a toddler. you should check out Whole Brain Child. It's very good. Uh, And then I went down the Brandon Sanderson uh, (laughs) hole. uh, How many Brandon Sanderson books have you read so far? Three. Well, three and a half. Uh, Elantris was the first one I read. I didn't like that that much. I didn't finish it. I have been yelled at by Brianna, and I understand that I need to finish it, and that just because I don't like it doesn't mean that it's not good. You might like it, listener. 
I don't know. I didn't like it. <laughs> Uh, and then I, and then I read Mistborn because I heard that that's like the best one. Um, one of the best ones. So I read that fell in love and then I went, I'm a big boy and I've got a credit to use. Let's use it on one of these massive 60 hour books from the Sanderson. And I got the way of Kings. Um, the first book in the Stormlight Archive. I've talked about it on our show before. It's a great book. It's a wonderful book. The first 90% is like, what's going on? I'm bored. Why am I reading this? And then the last 10%, you're like, oh, damn, this is amazing. I love this. I can't wait to buy the next book. So that's that's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Uh, I started... Um, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I started uh, Damn Fine Story. Um, uh, and then after that, it's all things that I read for our show. Did you want to highlight any of the things you read for the show? Or do I need to reveal my count of books I read for the show? Um, <clears throat> highlighting anything. I mean, to be honest, most of what stands out is like I read Frankenstein and I had some thoughts oh yes you did if you haven't listened to our Frankenstein episode you can go do that and enjoy the very colorful review that I had I think it's actually your best literary conspiracy theory because it's the closest to something that sounds believable I don't know I'm pretty sure Nope, if you say Twilight. <laughs> that that's not it. That's my favorite one. That's my favorite one. It's literally the most insane one. Because it's so out of left field. I can tell you what, my new resolution is to come up with some more conspiracy theories, some literary conspiracy theories. Um but yeah, that's the one that stands out the most. The rest of them kinda all blend together and, and I feel like I did a little bit more book club reading this year than I did biography reading um so i got to enjoy the authors a little bit more for their work rather than their life completely that's always good yeah, yeah i usually try to read one book in addition to the biography i don't always get to um and my count this year was 13 books which surprised me i thought it would be more but looking back i realized there's a couple authors that um, didn't have biographies because they're newer. Like, obviously, Brandon Sanderson, there's no biography on him. Yeah. So that research was more internet uh, article reading and video watching. Sure. Um, so, yeah. So I guess 13 doesn't seem too, like, too few. Yeah, we kicked um, it off with Jordan Roberts, Roberts Jordan, Jordan Roberts and Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Look, Robert Jordan. if you're going to have a name... Have a distinct last name that doesn't sound like a first name, and I won't have a problem. Yeah, and it wasn't even, like his original last name was Rigsby or something, right? Like that's a way better last yeah, name. It's totally better. <laughs> I would have no problem with Mr. Rigsby, Robert Rigsby, Jordan Rigsby. I don't know which one it is. Rigby. It's Robert Jordan, but I don't remember what his original <laughs> first name was. <laughs> Um, How come all of the people we talk about have like 50,000 different names? I don't know. It's really confusing. But I also really enjoyed Frankenstein. Um, I don't think I'd read it before in school yeah, or anything, either. which surprised me. So 
Um, it was completely new to me. Um, and then also in terms of like show reading, I loved the Harper Lee biography. Yeah. That might've been like my favorite biography that I've read for a while. The Mary Shelley one was also very good. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was an author that I really enjoyed learning about. Um, and Arthur Conan Doyle was, was good too. It's, yeah, I was gonna bring him up. Really, it's hard to choose a favorite. He just lived so much. Like he did He's, so much in his life. It was crazy. He was insane. Like, uh, yeah, he had literally every single hobby. And then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna be a doctor." And oh, I'm gonna quit <laughs> being a doctor to write like ninety Sherlock Holmes stories instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> it's uh, it's pretty crazy when you. When you discover an author has lived a, a greater life than you expected, because like it's the same thing with Herman Melville. When we when we did Herman, I was like, oh, it's gonna be about a crusty old dude that just kind of thought about whales too much. And <laughs> no, it turns out he was like a straight up pirate sometimes, and then he's like ch- getting chased by natives on different islands, and like, no, this dude lived a life. He did things. It was insane, and no one really respected him at the time. <laughs> You know, like, it's just, it's nuts to find out so much about these people. Mm -hmm. The unfortunate thing about Melville is that he uh, appears not to have been able to channel those exciting experiences into Into a book, an exciting writing style. Yeah, it's kind of (laughs) drab. You know, it it was a bit of a short year for us just because I was gone until like June. And so we really only got six months, maybe not even of of content together so it it was kind of a shorter year um but i think that it a lot the the authors that we were able to get into were really profound um and in such different ways you know you've got sanderson who is right now one of the most prolific fantasy authors of, of our time and uh like undoubtedly like I don't think there's another name you can put up next to his at the moment. And then and then you go all the way back to uh, Doyle. Uh, Francis Arthur Conan Doyle. Conan Doyle. God, it's so annoying. Um, <laughs> just to have one name. And then um, Shelley. And you've got these people that were... They created genres. Like, Shelley created sci-fi horror and Conan Doyle created the murder mystery you know sleuth sort of genre Um, so it's just really cool to see such massive weight behind each of the people that we were able to um, read about this year especially since we're living in a time where it's like every single idea is recycled it, it feels like Mm-hmm. So going back and seeing these authors who actually did create something that was new and fresh and pretty much completely original. I mean, I know, you know, Edgar Allan Poe had sort of written detective novels at the same time or a little bit before Arthur Conan Doyle. But it's like it was not the way it is today where you hear a story and you're like, oh, that's just like Harry Potter or that's just yeah. like, you know, yeah. Lord of the Rings. <clears throat> it's like they were actually new ideas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a- anything else you got on uh, the authors we we read about, talked about? Um, 
no, I'm just sorry uh, you felt so threatened by Harper Lee or offended <laughs> by Harper Lee. <laughs> I was offended by Harper Lee? Yeah. When? Not, uh, I suppose not as offended as you were by uh, Lorna McDougall's husband, but yeah. how oh, Harper right. Lee writes one book yeah. and becomes a Pulitzer Prize winning legendary author. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I'm fickle, so... Um, <laughs> I know this about myself. I have no problem with someone like Stephanie Myers who just writes because she's a stay-at-home <laughs> mom and then becomes a billionaire because of it. But I do have a problem with someone who decides they're going to spend 30 days in a cabin reinventing themselves and becoming a better author, and then they do that. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to be like from one day to the next, Hannah. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's the second rule of Tyler. The you you figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> there is no consistency between Tyler A and Tyler B. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I mean, the our first author of this year is someone we were going to talk about last year. Um, again, did not expect at all for what we're <laughs> going to get into. It's going to be nuts. You've obviously got a juicier biography than I have, so I feel like you need to lead the next conversation. Yeah, well, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot to go over. Um, <laughs> are there any authors that you, like any one particular author you want to propose for this year that we dive into? Ah. Oh, that's such a good question. There's so many, but I don't know if I can choose just one. I mean. It can be a couple if you need it. I want to talk about Zora Neale Hurston eventually. Um, You've but been maybe... wanting to talk about her forever. I know. Um, I'm so torn, though, because I'm trying to get her memoir, but I've heard that her memoir is a little, like, plays fast and loose with the facts, so am oh. I going to have to read two biographies for this just to make sure it's all accurate? Maybe. It's going to be a lot of work. Um, I also want to do an Ayn Rand episode. I think uh, I'm trying to rope somebody into doing that one with me who is also interested in her life because I've been reading her memoir or not her memoir, her biography hmm. and her life was batshit crazy. So. All right. Those are two that I want to do. What about you? Um, a. A. Mil Milne? Mile? I don't know how to pronounce it. The author of Winnie the Pooh. <gasps> I thought that sounded a little familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I mean. I am a dad now, so I have all these. I mean, I'm, we're gonna get into some children's books real fast, uh, but like I've got the this really cool collection of Winnie the Pooh stories and uh, Miss Potter stories. Um, so I want to probably talk about her at some point. Uh, but I then, love this idea. <laughs> uh, we're gonna turn into a kids' author podcast now. Um, and then um, one that we're gonna touch on. Uh, in our next one, but we, but is it, I think is going to be a big, um, big episode is going to be, um, Frick, what's his name? Um, McDonald. I can't remember his first name now. What did he write? Um, George MacDonald. Uh, he he's most known for uh, fantasies, fantasies, but it's spelled with a ph. 
fantasies. Ah, I don't like uh, that. And it's and he was at the same time as our next uh, topic, um, and he was a huge inspiration on C.S. Lewis and um, Tolkien. That's crazy. I've never heard of this guy. Right. I and it's it's nuts because he is. Like you look at people that we talk about, and they all talk about this guy, George McDonald. He is uh, a reverend pastor who is kind of the grandfather of fantasy writing in a way, and fairy tales. So that's that's someone that we're definitely gonna have to touch on at some point. I love it. Give the man his due. Yeah. Um. Do you have anything else, Hannah? Anything else you want to share, talk about? No, I'm just uh, grateful for everybody sticking with us for another year and um, excited to see who we learn about and invent falsehoods about and conspiracy <laughs> theories this year. Yeah, if you guys want to, I mean, right now our our dancing card is open for all of these authors. Um, so, you know, send in authors that you want us to talk about. Now is the time to do that as we create our list for the year. Frank um, Herbert was a listener suggestion, by the way, and that yep. was... Like two of our coolest episodes. Yeah, that was a game changer. So uh, send in to uh, lewisandlovecraft at gmail.com. We still have some uh, stories left over from Halloween that we will be putting onto our episodes. So uh, be prepared to hear some some still scary stories that we recorded. Um, (laughs) And uh, it's going to be really, really cool to have that. If you have a short story, send them in to lewisandlovecraft at gmail.com. Um, as we go forward, I'm still going to try and do some correspondence episodes. But like I said before, I've been doing a new show a bit much with T.W. Clausen. And to kind of get things started with that, I'm going to start posting the audio on our Lewis and Lovecraft feed. So um, for the next, you know, couple months, you'll get to hear me talk about stuff um, through that Uh, And then, you know, hopefully you can sign up on YouTube or on Patreon or on my newsletter and you can get it through that. Um, So that is all. (laughs) Uh, That is all for me. How about you, Hannah? What do you got to say before we leave? Rate and review us wherever you listen to our show, please. So other people are more inclined to hit listen. Yes, please do. And what's the... uh, uh, what's the best way to help someone? You know, I or know everybody help, already... But help us. Help <laughs> no, it is the best way to help somebody is to tell them about our show. I know everybody already sent out their Christmas cards, but if you send out, like, MLK Junior Day cards, um, make sure to tell them about <laughs> Between Lewis and Lovecraft. Um, one last thing, I do want to just mention this. Uh, my little brother, super proud of him, uh, Cameron who does some work for us here every once in a while, he is starting to put his music out into the world, which is a big deal. He's been making music for years, and he's never, ever released it. Like, it's pissed me off. He is now doing so. You can find him, Cam Clausen, on Spotify. His first EP is out. It's called uh, Diamond Fountain, Um, and I did a little bit of... Artwork for it. So um, if you want to check that out, you can and uh, go take a listen to that for him and for me and for us and uh, and enjoy yourself. 
this looks am I just looked it up and I'm really excited now. Um, I love the album artwork, but also I love the picture of Baby Cam. That is his <laughs> yeah, it's really Spotify good. artist picture. Everybody <laughs> look him up. <laughs> yeah, Cam Clausen, C-A-M Clausen. Um, and uh, with that, Hannah, uh, we're going to go read about a man who likes little girls. No! Yep, <laughs> yep he does. And that's not even an exaggeration. He has written about it. That's a real thing. Everybody come back next week. 